and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And um, always trying to keep you up to date on what's going on by way of the news and breaking it down to help you understand what it means to you. But there's probably been no single subject I've talked about more in the last two years than what's going on with American Energy and why it is really the, it is the death knell to nearly every other aspect of life economically speaking, in your life. Your pocketbook is being negatively, adversely impacted by the way the energy crisis has been handled. And in the process of that, now we hit winter. Uh, So here in the New York area, it dropped below freezing this weekend, and it looks like it's going to stay for a little while. This is the first time we've had in this this fall cycle this uh, kind of depth of cold so far. So what does that mean? Well, let's talk to Stephen Moore, uh, who is, you read him everywhere, Wall Street Journal, Freedom Works, uh, but he's an economist that helped advise uh, President Trump on his uh, economic policy, and he rejoins us. And he's written this great piece, uh, America Was Built on Coal, Now Biden Wants to Abolish It. Stephen, it's always good to have you with us. How bad is the impact of the energy crisis to the average working family? Hey, Kevin, great to be with you. Well, it, it is uh, it is a killer for the economy because you've seen, let me give you one example, uh, diesel fuel. Now, most of us don't use diesel fuel for our cars, although some some cars are diesel. But I'll tell you this, 90% of our trucks are diesel, right? And the yep. trucks that transport all the goods and services around the country. And so diesel prices have doubled since Trump left office. And guess what? You think those prices are going to get <laughs> passed on to consumers? You better believe they will. And so the diesel price keeps going up. Obviously, gasoline prices are 50% higher than they were when Trump left office. And then you mentioned another one that's really important, Kevin, especially for people in the Northeast. Incidentally, I live in the Southeast. I live in Washington, but it's brutally cold <laughs> the last couple of days. So yeah. we need our, our heat on. And so home heating costs in some areas of the country, especially up in the Northeast, have almost doubled. And we may actually have shortages of, um, of electric power and, and heating oil for the winter season when it gets really cold. So those are, those are not just financial issues. You know, if you've got a big, uh, you know, I'm from Chicago where it can get 10 degrees below zero at night. If you lose your home heating, you know, people can die. Yeah, well... Uh, uh, and that is exactly so uh, when Karen Levitt uh, was running for Congress in New Hampshire, she she colloquially told us in the midst of the campaign that New Hampshireites were filling their their heating oil reservoirs. Right. Because that's what you do in the fall to stay warm yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Normally, yeah. it would cost uh, the average home about a thousand dollars to uh, to get that uh, reservoir filled for mm-hmm. the uh, winter. Yeah. It is costing it is costing them upwards of five thousand for the same amount of heating oil that they that they had done. And so, Steve Moore, if I'm if I'm a middle class, blue collar, everyday American going to church on Sundays, trying to pay my bills, where do I come up with that extra four grand to just keep my house warm? Well, let me just give you another piece of advice for your listeners, you know, and this is serious advice. Folks, get a generator, get get a generator that's not on the grid for your electric power, because there are many states that are going to have power outages. They're going to have brownouts and blackouts. 
And so it is a safety precaution. My wife and I just did this. We got an offline generator because, you know, we have an energy shortage. And we never had an energy shortage under Donald Trump. But we've, we have a president who declared war on American energy. He wants to get yeah. rid of our oil, our gas, our coal. They don't want to be, build nuclear plants. You know, we're not going to be able to provide enough uh, energy for our cars, for our home heating, for our uh, construction projects and our factories with windmills. I mean, that's a, that's crazy. So I am worried about that. And it is causing, uh, you know, a big pinch to people's wallets. You know, my big worry is because prices are up so much, uh, what we're seeing now, Kevin, is, is people, if you looked at the credit card data, Americans yeah. are taking more and more credit to pay their bills because, you know, their, their wages are up by 5%, but their prices are up, their cost of living is up 8%. So people yeah. are falling behind and they have to run up the credit card. Well, you know what? You can't do that for long or you're going to go bankrupt. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Now, you wrote specifically about coal. What has the president done in his overall war, of, war on energy, but what has he done specifically to the coal industry? Well, as you said, the title of my piece was that this country was built on coal, and it is. You know, the Industrial Revolution was really an energy revolution where we moved away from windmills and sun panels, and we moved towards very uh, productive forms of energy like oil, gas, and coal. Uh, and so uh, Biden has basically said he wants to shut down every coal plant in America. And we still get about um, roughly 30% of our electric power from coal plants. And coal plants, by the way, are necessary as a backup. If you're gonna go with green energy, you still need coal plants to back up, you know, when the sun isn't shining and the wind isn't blowing. And yeah. so uh, I think it's a huge, huge, dangerous mistake to shut down American coal. Incidentally, uh, you know this, uh, Kevin, but I wanna remind your listeners, the United States has by far the cleanest coal in the world. But our coal plants have reduced their uh, emissions by 70 or 80 percent over the last 40 years. Meanwhile, uh, China is building 30 massive new coal plants. So how does that solve global warming when we shut down our coal plants and every one time we shut one down, China builds two new ones? Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the that's one of the um, questions that voters should be asking. And I'm surprised a little bit that they didn't ask it more in the election that was just past us. But I'm hoping that the uh, House will uh, take appropriate action and try to defang the, the New Green Deal as much as they can. Well, Kevin, Kevin let, me make, let me make a point about this. So I was w with my buddy Larry Kudlow uh, over the weekend, and we talked a lot about this. And our advice to the Republicans is H.R. 1, the first bill that the new House Republican majority should submit to Congress, should be an all-in energy strategy. We use all our energy. Yeah, we can use wind and solar for maybe 10, 15% of our energy, but then we also use our nuclear power. Why don't we build a nuclear plant? What about coal? What about oil? What about gas? What about hydropower? You know, we should use all our energy as a way to bring down inflation and to make sure that people, um, we don't have these power outages which cause major problems for our economy and our safety. I know that you've probably run the numbers. What would that, how would that, if they, if they adopted that approach and, and it got ratified and put into place, what type of savings would you be looking at uh, for the American, average American household? Well, first of all, the, the overall American uh, GDP, our economic production, would rise by about 200 
billion dollars uh, just by producing our own energy rather than getting it from Saudi Arabia and Iran and other countries who hate us. But think about the jobs that are created by yeah. producing American energy. Think about what it means for our national security, and it will also lower costs for American consumers. What's not to like? No, there's absolutely uh, nothing. Is Do you foresee the uh, Keystone issue coming back, uh, be it, it, it uh, either in this Congress or, or in the presidential election in 2024? Well, I have bad news on that one, Kevin. I mean, the, the com- company that was building the Keystone basically pulled out. They're, they're gone. So we would have to basically, that's why it was almost criminally negligent for the president to stop the construction, because now you basically have to start all over again. And, of course, it's the American people people that pick up the price tab on that uh, type of, of negligence and uh, neglect. Uh, really rotten. Stephen Moore, we always appreciate your insights. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, we still got a big show yet to come. In fact, uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to check in with uh, Dr. Gina Loudon uh, because uh, there, uh, well, there's, there's a very interesting thing that happened over the weekend in relationship to Twitter. <laughs> Stay here. 